And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Shell Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this, your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show, which you can find streaming live on Twitter. You can find us streaming live, you know, Twitter slash Periscope, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's the same thing. You can also find us live streaming on Instagram and on Twitch. The Twitch stream is under On Blast Podcast. I can subscribe there and, of course, streaming live on YouTube. In all of these places, kids, we take your comments and questions live because this is your show. And I know this is a game that everyone wants to talk about because it was a crazy, crazy, crazy wild ending as your Toronto Raptors lose 116-112. to 112. And let's be honest, the Raptors didn't deserve to win this game. If we're being honest... Raptors did not deserve to win, but it's okay because they had a chance to win it late, which we will break down momentarily on this, the aforementioned Wrap It Up podcast. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and in case you you miss this podcast sometimes or you miss it live, we got you covered. After each and every game, you can find us later on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. So like and subscribe and tell your friends. That's how you support the move that is this, the Wrap It Up podcast. And again, whether you're in the Twitch stream, YouTube stream, or Instagram live, Twitter stream as well, hit us up, send in your comments, because I know people got a lot to say after what just happened in this loss by your Toronto Raptors. A very tough loss. And let's let's get right to it, right? Raptors lose 116-112, to 112, Towns with 20-11, and 11, even though he fouled out. Kyle Lowry with 24 and Kyle Lowry really tried to gut the Raptors back into this game, especially in the fourth quarter, but really at the very, very end of the game, I know everyone wants to talk about that and the Pascal Siakam missing that shot at the very end, but the Raps didn't deserve it. They really didn't deserve it. And sometimes the basketball gods take care of that stuff when, you know, you, you didn't do the things leading up to that you weren't going to get bailed out late. And so let's go through the game quickly. And then obviously we'll get to Pascal in a sec, but send me your comments and questions. Now, what you think of the last shot, uh, what's going on with Pascal and just overall, how you feel about this, this loss by the Toronto Raptors. Cause let's be honest, Raps have now lost two in a row. Four of their next five games are against the Bucks and Sixers. So you needed this game. If you're the Raptors, you needed this game. And to lose to a team like this, the T-Wolves, who, let's be honest, they started the season out 2-0 and then lost 20 of their next 24 games. This is a game you got to win. And yes, I know Carl Anthony Towns is just working his way back into the lineup. I know that they're young. I know there's a lot, whole lot of excuses late. But the Raptors lost this game well before Pascal blew that layup late. And well before the missed free throws that were missed late in this game as well in the fourth quarter. So send me your comments and questions for sure. And I will make sure to get to those comments. But let's start from the top because there's still no OG for the Raps. And the one good sign early on in this game was the fact that Fred Van Fleet came out. And after a season low five points against Boston, Freddie came out with two early threes. He had 10 points in that first quarter, which was huge for the Raps because... 
it's just a good sign to see Freddie bounce back after a tough game that he had against the Celtics. Quick hook for Baines early on in this game, as you saw Boucher get in early minutes in this game. I want to say it was like the eight minutes left in the game or nine minutes left in the game when uh, Chris Boucher checked in for, for Baines. And I mean, at this point, the Raptors, they played down to the competition. And the reality that's setting in when there's fewer and fewer teams than we're used to being able to say the Raptors played down to their competition, if you know what I'm saying, right? But in this game, the Raps, you could tell, they just took the 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 T-Wolves lightly and they thought they could just flick the switch on late and it didn't work. Early on though, I mean, Pascal was trying to go at the young buck, the rookie McDaniels twice, and it didn't work well for him. Missed the layup, then next time down, tried it, got blocked. It was a super ugly first quarter, but even with that said, the Raptors, despite shooting 38% from the floor, were still only down one, 27-26 after one quarter. In that second quarter, still you get more Fred Van Fleet. As he started the game 7 of 10, 19 points in that first half, and you know, Norm was playing well, Kyle was playing well, Pascal was struggling, one of seven to start this game, and then he made a tough end one, but a tough start for Pascal Siakam in this game. It was the Raptors perimeter guys that were really keeping them in this game, and the Raptors got out and started running. They were playing defense, the same familiar way that we've seen the Raptors be successful throughout this run of them being a good team, is they turn defense into offense, and in that first half, 13 nothing fast break points for the Toronto Raptors, and a lot of that coming off of turnovers. So they were able to be leading the game at half, 58-54. to 54. Now, in the third quarter, this is where things kind of start to fall apart for the Toronto Raptors for real. So at, the, at this point, you're, you're, you're happy to be up at the half, but you know that you still haven't really played well. And they come out on a pretty good run to start the third quarter. Norm's off to a great start. He had 17 points early on. And then all of a sudden, Minnesota just goes on a run, and it's all because the Raptors didn't play defense at all. Minnesota with 37 points in that third quarter. And the real telltale sign of a lack of defense is of those 37 points, 18 of those points were in the paint. Minnesota was just getting whatever they wanted. They, in fact closed out the third quarter on a 17 to 6 run during that 17 to 6 run the raptors were one of 11 field goals during that time and when that's happening and you're giving up 15 of 20 shooting to a minnesota team that i mean they probably need all the help they can get at this point that's just giving them confidence and now at the end of the third quarter you look up if you're the T-Wolves and you're up 91-83 and that completely flipped the game at that point. At that point now, they're they're confident. They're comfortable. They haven't won a lot of games. So now they see a game in their sights that they can win and that just gave them a little extra confidence. And the Raptors, you dig yourself into a hole to where now, and you keep bringing this up because a shorthanded team, which is what the Raptors are without OG and Anobi, right? You still have to exert so much energy to make the comeback in the fourth quarter that you have to get stops and you have to get buckets and then you have to then win the game. Like you're doing all that just to get back in the game to make it close, but then to actually take the lead, you got to get to another level on top of that. And when the Raptors are playing shorthanded, they didn't really get much from their bench. 
Nurse decided in the fourth quarter to stick with Baines, which, I mean, a lot of people, <laughs> I, I sense a lot of people are getting a little tired with the Aaron Baines uh, experience, I'll say that much, but, you know, decided finally to go small with Bembry, and, you know, things started to come back around a little bit, but at that point, I mean, again, you're exerting so much energy to get yourself back into the game that it's going to be tough if you're just going to automatically think you can flick the switch and then, you know, have enough to still close out. Because give credit to Minnesota. They took the Raptors punch in that fourth quarter, right? To start out, Raps on a 9-0 run. Kyle Lowry was bringing the Raptors back. He was getting free throws, getting to the line. He was hitting floaters. Raps, in fact, tied that game. And really... This is the vet OG Kyle Lowry that Raptors fans love. It looked for a while there like he wasn't going to let them lose. And it was because what does Kyle Lowry do best? Well, Kyle Lowry, when he knows his team needs points, he's going to put his head down and he's going to get to the free throw line. And time and time again, we saw Kyle Lowry just drive to the basket and apply pressure on the refs to call a foul because he's driving right into the defender, bouncing off of them, yelling to let you know that there's contact and then getting his shot up on the glass. And it's a tough position for the refs when he's doing that every single time you're going to want to call it most often than not. And that's really how the Raptors are getting back into the game. But as mentioned, the T-Wolves took that Raptors punch and punched back Ricky Rubio, who, I mean, we might remember Ricky Rubio from his first go around with the T Wolves. Remember the whole debacle where they drafted Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio back to back ahead of Steph Curry. Well, yeah, Ricky Rubio's back now, and as a vet, you know he's just a solid NBA point guard. But in this game, and something that we might not have realized, Ricky Rubio was hitting threes, four of eight from three for Rubio, and there was a point in time in Rubio's career not too long ago where you'd be okay with letting him shoot a free th- shoot a three-point shot. You'd leave him wide open, and you'd live with the results. But in this game, my guy was shooting it with confidence. Again, four of eight, and he was just making big shots. And at the time when the T-Wolves were, they're on the ropes. But Rubio just calmed things down, knocks down a three. Then Norm got stripped, fast break the other way. Vanderbilt with a dunk. Minnesota, 7-0 run, right back up. And, and the Raps still had signs of life. They come right out of a timeout, great set play, drawn up for Freddie to cut the lead once again. And you look at it, and, and to be honest, here, here's the thing, right? This Raptors team at this point, it's been years of big boy games. It's been years of close games. It's been years of a lot of things. And they've been in this position before. They know there's there was no panic. There really wasn't. And this is why I'm saying you, you got to give a little bit of credit here to Minnesota because they didn't fold. And I bet the Raptors thought, okay, well, as soon as we keep coming, this is a young team. They're just going to fumble the bag at the end and the Raps are going to be able to win. And it almost played out that way, except for a couple key things down the stretch. Okay. So as mentioned, Towns hits a big three wet with their team reeling to take the lead back up to five. Kyle continues his trend of just going to the basket, getting fouled, and getting contact. But down the stretch, really, really tough plays in a row. Raptors missing free throws. 
And when a game comes down to one possession, when in crunch time you're missing free throws, those misses sting so much more. And that's where I always remind regulars of the pod will know, free throws, they're free. They're literally free points. And instead, Norm missing a tough free throw, Bembry missed a free throw, and you know, it's a just a tough, tough way to try and come back and win if you cannot hit your free throws. So a great play by Kyle Lowry, a very Kyle Lowry play as he drives. This time he didn't get the call with the contact, but on the rebound, he's able to steal the ball from Towns, finds Norm, who finds Bembry. Bembry cuts it to a two-point game. And at that point, right, the Raps are right there. Two-point game. Fred and Bembry, they tie up Beasley in the corner. Beasley's forced into a turnover. Raptors have a great, great chance at this point as they get the ball with 12 seconds left, down two. Huge shouts to Nick Nurse because Nick Nurse drew up a great play to give Pascal the ball at the top of the key, but all the other action that was going on with the other Raptor players caused so much space for Pascal that he had the wide open lane as all he had to do was beat his one defender and the lane was clear for him to tie the game. Problem is, he blew the layup. And that can't happen. It really can't. And this, th- these are, this is where you realize, right, how slim the margins are for this team as opposed to the Raptors teams that we've been watching for past years, right? In past years, when your team has depth, in past years, when your team has championship aspirations, there will be games where your team doesn't play well at all, but then you're just able to pull it out at the very end and come up with the victory. And I've been saying this stuff all year, not because it's a knock to the Toronto Raptors, because it's not a knock to them. They're still a very good team. But the difference, and what we say all the time, there's levels to this shit. There really is. And when you look at what the different levels are, when you go from a good team to a team with championship aspirations to, you know, one of the top teams in the conference, you find ways to win games that you have no business in winning. And the Raptors are right there. And you extend that to star players because the same thing, there's levels there as well. And sometimes, you know, when you have a top tier player, you have an all-star player, you have a superstar player, they're able to pull out games where they might have struggled throughout the entire game, but then at the very end, they're able to come up with a play to just salvage the night. Didn't shoot the ball well, but when it mattered most in crunch time, was able to come up with the big play, and we just didn't see that from Pascal Siakam, and we didn't see that from the Toronto Raptors in this game. And that's where you end up blowing this game to a team that, coming into this, had only won two games on the road. So this was a team that was struggling. And I, I really think it's just a matter of the Raptors taking teams for granted. But the where this team is, again, talking about the levels and where this team is, you can't afford to take any team for granted. Because as mentioned, you lose this game to the T-Wolves, and now you're four out of your next five games, the Raptors are going up against the Bucks and the Sixers. So... A tough loss again, 116 to 112. The Toronto Raptors fall. Carl uh, Anthony Towns in his return to the lineup, 8 of 11, 20 points, 11 rebounds. Also give him three assists. Um, 
a solid night from Towns. He fouls Zell, and he was frustrated, but I know he's frustrated with the refs, but he probably should be more frustrated with Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry just put pressure on the refs to call that every single time he was driving to the bucket. So solid game there. I thought Edwards looked all right. He showed flashes. Like, there's something there with Edwards. He's a solid pick, right? There's something there. But this team, they need more pieces. And the other part is, D'Angelo Russell didn't even play in this game for the T-Wolves. So, they're a team that struggled, but there's pieces there that they can catch you if you come in and take them lightly. I mean, the Raptors were, what, eight and a half point favorites heading into this game? So, it's definitely a game people thought they should win, and it just didn't go that way. As you flip over to the Raptors' side of things, as mentioned, Kyle Lowry, 24 points, but 10 of 12 from the free throw line. Kyle Lowry doing it big, getting to the line late. That's what really brought the Raps back. 6 of 12 from the floor. Fred Van Fleet, 22 points, but on 21 shots. He was 8 of 21 in this game. Pascal was 6 of 19 in this game. Norm, another pretty efficient scoring night from Norman Powell. 22 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3. Also, 4 of 5 from the line. A solid game from Norman Powell. And the questions are still going to remain because OG... They thought he might come back for this game, but since he's not back, chances are he's probably going to come back next game against the Bucks. And the question will remain, what do you do with Norman Powell once OG Ananobi comes back? So a lot of questions going into the next one for the Toronto Raptors, but definitely this loss stings for sure. As the Raptors fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves, as mentioned, they lose this one 116 to 112. Let's get to some comments here. And I'm going to start on YouTube. And Elijah says, Pascal has been playing fine recently, but use the backboard on that shot. We don't need to trade anyone. And it just wasn't a good, just wasn't good basketball. You can't have those. You can't, you can't have those days. The raps are too good for that. So, a lot of things there. Using the backboard, yeah. I mean, Leo talks about something all the time. Even Jack does as well. Pascal driving to the basket and trying to finish strong. And, you know, that's a tough layup. I'm sure he makes that probably 9 out of 10 times. So it's a tough miss for Pascal. But it's kind of just what that game was. If you notice on the very last play, he tried to go up again and he got blocked. So... It was just a tough game for Pascal, and he's going to adjust. He's going to learn that, you know, there's certain points where you got to go up stronger. You got to go up more time, most often than not, in this league where you're getting more and more just super athletic dudes. You got to go up and try to dunk the ball on some people. So it's tough. Uh, Justice says, I can't believe what I just witnessed. We needed to win that game big time. Totally agree with that. Uh, John says, I'm getting really tired of Pascal not performing in the clutch. It's tough, right? He misses the layup, and that's going to be the highlight that everyone sees. That's going to be the highlight everyone focuses in on. But that's not really why the Raptors won this game. And even if Pascal makes that layup, it's tied. You know, they still, or there's still time left on the clock. But also, you know, you're going to, you don't know what happens after that. You don't know if it goes into overtime or what happens then. But the reason I say all this is because the reality is the Raptors lost this game way earlier than that. They lost this game way earlier than Pascal missing that last shot. Should he have made it? Of course. But they lost this game with missed free throws in crunch time, and they lost this game in the third quarter when he gave up 37 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
that just can't happen if you're a team that desperately needs wins as you try to climb back to 500. Um, more comments. KL says, Siakam is not the go-to guy, period. We need to trade for Drummond or Collins. Um, yeah, I don't know. The more and more I watch this Raptors team, it's just apparent that we're tr they're trying to force feed Pascal as the guy. And I don't know if that's the right move. I don't know. The problem is, you know, it's tough for Freddie and Kyle as smaller guards to give them the ball and just say, hey, make a play. There's very few small guards in the league that you're able to do that with. Give them the ball at the end of the game and say, hey, make a play. Chris Paul? Like, I'm thinking of the NBA right now. Do you know? And I'm saying small guards. So that makes it tough. I get why they keep going to Pascal. And let's be honest. He's going to be in this position again because he's been in this position at least, what, three times already? Where he's missed a shot late? you know it's going to go the other way. That's just the way the basketball gods work. He's not going to miss all these shots late. So the real issue here, again, is the fact that Pascal missed all these shots. Or no, sorry. The real issue here, pardon me. The real issue here is that early on in the game, the Raptors' defense was just lackluster, and they gave a Minnesota team confidence. And a bad team, once you give them confidence and they can sniff out a win, they're going to take that. Um, let's see here. Someone's asking about what is your top three NCAA players right now that could contribute to the Raptors. The tough part is with that is, you know, everyone's so tight in terms of the standings. And even with that said, the Raptors aren't even close to anywhere near the bottom where you're getting a projected super impact guy. But I will say this. I watched the Raps 905 game and is it Jalen Green? who was a top high school player who took the route of going to the G League and the new G League, I forget what it's called, Pathway Program, I think it might be called, but he's playing on that Ignite team, G League Ignite team, with a bunch of other young prospects, but then they also put some veterans there, like I think Amir Johnson and Jarrett Jack also play on that team. But anyways, the point is that they're introducing this new program, and what you do with that is you get players who might have gone to college and instead you pay the money to play in the G League and they get on the job training NBA experience for the one year instead of going one year to college. So Jalen Green looked really good for the G League Ignite team against Raps 905. But then also Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham looks like he's that deal. But those two guys are going to be gone far before the Raptors are able to pick. So that's the tough part. You're in this tough middle spot right now, and you still got to be thinking about the playoffs if you're the Raptors at this point, not thinking about the draft lottery. That's just my opinion, but as long as you, you know, you continue to, to be in this middle ground, it happens. Uh, someone here says, uh, Nana says, uh, ultimate trap game. I could see that. I mean, it's a tough one because every game is a road game for the Raptors this season. But you come back from a road trip, you play one game in Tampa, you're fake home, and then you're back out on the road to f face the Bucks. I mean, it's tough, but again, every single team is dealing with a crazy schedule this season, whether it's crazy travel schedule or just a crazy game schedule in terms of multiple games in a short window of time. Uh, Mazar says, 
Siakam should stay off social media for now. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Pascal's been off social media for a while. I think that was one of the things he talked about, just because, like, obviously, it's just a cesspool of negativity at this point. And I totally understand why he would have that reaction and not really want to take part in a lot of the, the negativity that social media brings at this point. I just think if you're the Toronto Raptors and you look at, you know, where you're at right now and you look at the standings, you fall now to... 12 and 15 on the season it's going to be tough because as mentioned the goal is instead of looking at the standings get back to 500 and you're just missing opportunities now you had very tough losses on the second nights of back-to-backs you had very tough losses in the sense of uh this game a game that you should definitely win and That just can't happen if you're the Raptors at this point. If you're the Raptors at this point, you need W's. And as long as they continue to throw games like this away, it's just going to become harder and harder and harder for you as a Toronto Raptors to figure out a way to, to legitimize yourself as a team that, you know, other playoff teams should worry about in the Eastern Conference. I just think at this point, Try to get back to 500. That's got to be the goal. And other than that, try to stay healthy. Try to stay healthy. Let me go to Instagram and get some comments there from my regulars on IG. Uh, J8 Lee says, uh, those missed free throws bit them in the butt. Totally agree. Glow Girl Smile says, uh, is there a reason for Pascal settling on a layup instead of dunking it? I think maybe it's just legs. How many legs you have at that time? Maybe he was super surprised with how wide open he was. I don't know. Another comment here says, Bruh should have slammed it. Totally agree. Uh, Bembry missed both his free throws, and Lowry and Powell missed one of two free throws in crunch time. Raptors' third quarter was flat. They were lost in the third quarter. And I agree with all of those things, right? You can't miss free throws late. You just can't. You can't miss crunch time free throws and then fully put all the blame on Pascal for missing a layup. It's tough. It's very tough. A question here about Aaron Baines. Should just focus on defense and he should pass out for offense. Um, Baines Baines is going to become somewhat of a a whipping boy at this point for the Toronto Raptors. And I get it because my guy is really struggling. But it's Aaron Baines. I mean, he's not the reason the Raptors are losing. If we think that the the reason the Raptors are in the position they're in, it's not because of Aaron Baines. It's because they get inconsistency from their guys that they need to count on on a night-in, night-out basis. And there's a lot of guys ahead of Aaron Baines at this point of the season. Um, another comment, Freddie had 19 points in the first half, only three points in the second half. Timberwolves adjusted to shut him down. Uh, one thing I did notice from the T-Wolves was that they decided that they were going to put bigger guys on Freddie. And that's where it becomes tough with the Kyle and Freddie backcourt, right? Certain teams are realizing, okay, we can take one of these guys out by putting a bigger guard on them. At least that will slow down one of Kyle and Fred. And if you slow down one of Kyle and Fred, that means it's got to be Pascal or it's got to be Norm. And we know that it wasn't Pascal in this game. Uh, My guy K2's Garnett, says uh this is a bad loss good team came out 
a good team came out in the third quarter flat in every game the Raptors do. I mean, it's a tough one. You you lose a game like that because of the 37 points in the third quarter. I think that's really where the game flipped, and that's where you made your task that much more difficult to make a fourth quarter comeback. Giving up 37 points to the T-Wolves, it's tough to come back from that, and the Raptors did not. So, again, Raptors fall in this game to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it's a game where, you know, if you're the Toronto Raptors, you'd love to have back, and you will get a chance against the T-Wolves. I'm pretty sure if I have the schedule memorized, you play the Bucks twice, and then you get the T-Wolves again next weekend. So, there'll be a chance, there'll be a chance to get some redemption. But as of now, the T-Wolves are winners, 116-112 to 112 over the Toronto Raptors. Carl Anthony Towns, 20-11 in a winning performance despite him fouling out late in the fourth quarter. For the Raptors, Kyle Lowry leading the way with 24 points, 10 of 12 from the free throw line as Lowry really did the most in trying to bring the Raptors back, but his efforts just fell short. Missed free throws did the Raptors in. Pascal Siakam missing a blown layup late did the Raptors in. But again, as I've been saying, the Raptors lose this game because you gave up 37 points to the T-Wolves in the third quarter. That's really where the game was lost. Minnesota was able to gain confidence. They were able to sniff out a victory. And when you're a bad team and you've been struggling to get wins all season long and you start to sense a victory, sometimes you sick on that. And that's what the T-Wolves did in this game. 116-112. to 112. Tough, tough loss for the Toronto Raptors. They'll wish to have this one back, especially as they get set to take on Giannis and the Bucks on Tuesday. Tune in right here as we'll be back to recap that and more on this Wrap It Up podcast. Part of the On Blast Podcast Network. Remember, we're streaming live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. You can find us on Twitch. Just go to On Blast Podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Just go to Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe both places. And of course, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can do so and catch the stream there as well at Shell Alexander. We take your comments and questions after each and every game because this is your show, Raptors fans. Air your grievances. We've created a safe space for everyone to vent, for everyone to get out their frustrations, especially after tough games like this. Games in which the Raptors could have and should have probably won, right? It's just a matter of they didn't have the effort from the beginning. And when you look at it come the very end of the game, they didn't deserve to win it. They just didn't. It's as simple as that. You put up an effort like that, you can't do it. And that's where the Raptors fall. Not quite a happy Valentine's Day for the Raps, but hopefully you and yours had a happy Valentine's Day. And again, if you tuned into the podcast late, don't worry. We'll have you covered shortly. You can find the video on YouTube, which will be up right now, actually, if you just click on this link after the podcast ends. You can find us also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on SoundCloud. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.